Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Thank you, Michael. Good morning again, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Um, as Michael said, I have the honor and the privilege to share the word with you today on this Christmas Day. And I think, uh, let me start by saying thank you for, for allowing us into your space this morning. Uh, I know in many different homes, many different things are happening, uh, whether it's the smell of roast leg of lamb or the sound of wrapping paper. Um, and I think uh, it's such a privilege for us to even just be here today and to, to be able to celebrate uh, uh, not just Christmas Day, but also the faithfulness of God that He's kept us and that He's sustained us. And if you think about what we've been through the last two years, uh, it is just such a joy to to be able to meet in this way still uh, and to honor His name. And so I'm so honored to share the Christmas message with you. Uh, and again, thank you for allowing me into your space. And thank you, Michael, for the privilege um, for asking me to do this this morning. It's really been a joy to prepare, uh, and there is an excitement in my heart to deliver this message that I believe uh, the Lord uh, has placed on my heart. And so what is today really about? Uh, some would say it's uh, the birthday of a man called Jesus. Others would probably say, if you have a look at my credit card statement, you'll know exactly what today is about. And this day has many different expressions in, in different people's hearts and homes. For us as believers, however, uh, this is an opportunity to reflect and to celebrate the living expression of God our Father. And so my title for this message is Revelation Knowledge Unwraps Your Gifts. And bearing that title in mind, I want us to think about what God is calling us into in this new season, both individually and as a spiritual family. And whenever we get together like this, it is always my prayer that the moment would be significant. Uh, it is always my prayer that we, we leave the meeting with the Spirit having made an impression on our hearts, but also a, a hunger and an excitement to follow through on the word that the Lord has given us. We as a spiritual family are so privileged and so blessed to receive good teaching week after week on a Sunday morning, uh, on a Wednesday, through our Bible study and many other platforms that this ministry creates. And when we get together like this, I, I really believe that, that God speaks to us individually and as a family. And so I pray that the Spirit of God makes an impression on our hearts this morning as He positions us to unwrap our gifts. Uh, I will take most of my text from the Passion Translation this morning if you want to follow along on your Bible app. Um, and I think the Passion Translation has been such a blessing to me this year. Uh, and so I've, I've taken the bulk of my text from that particular translation. So today we celebrate, we reflect, we remember, and we enjoy the day that Jesus was being revealed to the world in the flesh. It was revealed to us, but he existed since before the beginning of time. 
in John chapter one, it reads, in the beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. For nothing has existence apart from him. A fountain of life was in him, for his life is light for all humanity. So there's much debate about when exactly Jesus was born and which particular day. But what is important to understand is that he was not an afterthought in the mind of God our Father. He was there since the beginning. And I like the way the Passion Translation helps us understand who he is. The Passion Translation says he is the living expression, capital L, capital E. You may also know him as the word who became flesh, the human expression of our God on earth. And so there might be many historical facts and data about Jesus and very little doubt that he actually walked the earth. It is only when you have a true spiritual revelation of Jesus that you will begin to set him apart from other great men and women that have walked this earth. In Matthew 16, you would recall, it says, when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples this question, what are the people saying about me, the son of man? Who do they believe I am? They answered, some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah. For you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. Church, the revelation did not change Jesus or his identity. He did not become the son of the living God in that moment. Peter had gained a new, fresh spiritual insight into who Jesus was. And because of this revelation, his life was being transformed. His gift was being unwrapped. And even after many mistakes and accidents after this, he would make a major contribution to the early church and to the kingdom of God. In Proverbs 24, verse 13 and 14, we read that revelation knowledge is a delicacy, sweet like flowing honey that melts in your mouth. Eat as much of it as you can, my friend, for then you will perceive what is true wisdom. Your future will be bright, and this hope living within you will never disappoint you. I want us to just briefly think about this term revelation knowledge. We hear it often in our church and through our teaching, and it's certainly one of the, the major themes of our ministry. Revelation knowledge will position you to unwrap the gifts that God has already placed on the inside of you. I like to think of it in this way, in that when you walk into a dark room 
and you're unable to see anything, you don't know what's on the inside, but when you turn the lights on, you become aware of the objects in the room. The stuff in the room didn't magically appear when you hit the lights. They were always there. You just needed the light to see it. And this is how revelation knowledge operates. It's the light you need to uncover what's already on the inside of you. It's the grace of God that helps you unlock what is already placed on the inside of you. God is never surprised by our circumstances or our situations or the things we face. God is never in two minds or in doubt about what our gifts are and how he's created us for his kingdom. But it takes revelation knowledge on our side to unlock the gifts. I briefly want to speak about three gifts that you can unwrap when you grow in the revelation of Jesus. You see, for, for us as believers, there are benefits to this revelation knowledge. It's not just that I have insight and I continue to live the way I do. There's a purpose. When the gifts are unwrapped or the gifts are unlocked on the inside of you, there is a higher purpose for those gifts. There is something that God is calling us into and that he wants us to do with these gifts. And so I'm just going to focus on three. There are, of course, many more. And the first gift that you will unwrap when you grow in the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, is the gift of wisdom. The Webster's Dictionary defines wisdom as knowledge and the capacity to make due use of it. Wisdom is also the ability to discern inequalities and relationships. It is insight, good sense, and judgment. Church wisdom starts with knowledge, but it ends with the execution to influence change. I heard someone recently say that knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit, and wisdom is knowing not to put it into a fruit salad. Knowledge helps you to understand the facts. Wisdom helps you to come to God-inspired conclusions. And so I think many times we, we have the right facts about the situation. We understand the facts about our circumstances, but we arrive at the same conclusion that the world does. And there's basically nothing that sets us apart from the world. Facts are facts and, and we cannot change them but wisdom can certainly help us influence the outcome of any situation. God-inspired wisdom will always have the final say for you as the believer. And so whatever you are aiming to build in this season and the seasons to come will depend on wisdom. Proverbs 24, verse three, and verse three to five says, wise people are builders, they build families, businesses, communities, and through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. Because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of people are filled with treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. Wisdom can make anyone into a mighty warrior and revelation knowledge increases strength. I think this is one of the major reasons why I've been so blessed by the Passion Translation, because it makes things so clear. 
it uses the, the language that you and I understand, and it's, it's so easily accessible. And I think the important thing to realize is that this is exactly what sets us apart from the world. It's not just that Jesus has come to earth and lived his life and died for us. That was done for all of humanity, for each and every person walking this earth. But the benefit of him being here and the relationship that we are able to enjoy with him as believers only comes as a result from us having the revelation knowledge of who he truly is and what he has really done for us. And so the first gift that that revelation knowledge will unlock in your life as a believer is the gift of wisdom. The second gift unwrapped through the revelation of Jesus Christ is the gift of peace. In the Gospel of John and in chapter 14, Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. And this, of course, leaves them concerned and even fearful. They've grown close to him on his earthly journey. They had become so dependent on his ministry and his counsel. Their lives were being transformed daily through his teaching. And he ultimately was their security. In their confused state, Jesus confronts them, not through sympathy, but by encouraging them to be expectant for the Holy Spirit. He makes it clear to them that it will require a revelation to experience the ministry of the Spirit. And in John 14, 16 and 17, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. And so here again, Jesus makes it clear that it's going to take revelation knowledge for you to understand and to access the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It's not that when you come to salvation, a Holy Spirit needs to be created. The Spirit is already there. The Spirit exists. The Spirit wants to do things in your life. The Spirit wants to lead you into victory. The Spirit wants to comfort you and guide you and encourage you. And the Spirit wants to give you the sense or the awareness of the presence of God in your life. But it's going to cost revelation knowledge to tap into his work and his ministry. It is this revelation of the Spirit that will lead the disciples and you and I into peace. From verse 27 in the same chapter, it says, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Peace is not a license to check out of life. Often we think of peace as the storms will calm down, there will be no problems, life will just all be rosy, the path will be smooth, everything will be easy and fall into place. But peace instead sets us up to engage in building God's kingdom. And that is a tremendous fight and a tremendous battle that we need to engage in. Peace is what sets us up to dig deep when times are good 
peace uh, gives us the opportunity to digest God's word for ourselves and deliver it with accuracy and clarity in the situations that we face to the people that we need that we meet. It's the peace of God that will position you for victory and not help you to check out of life. The third gift that I'll tap into this morning is the knowledge that nothing you've been through will be wasted. In John chapter 4, Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at the well, and we all know the story. He asks her for a drink, but uses the opportunity to set her up to gain a revelation of who he really is. This woman has a past so filled with pain and confusion. Her present situation is no different. She has the correct facts, though. She knows that a Messiah is coming, that a Messiah will tell her everything. And many of us have been in this situation or possibly are in the situation right now. The right facts filled with tremendous hope, but we remain unchanged. And I know our past can sometimes cloud the plan and purpose of God in our lives. We feel that so much time has been wasted in painful circumstances, toxic relationships, illness, and financial distress. The revelation knowledge of the Savior will restore the years that the enemy has stolen from you. When this woman had the revelation of Jesus, the Bible says, all at once, the woman left her jar and ran off to a village and told everyone, come and meet the man at the well who told me everything I've ever done. He could be the one we've been waiting for. Hearing this, the people came streaming out of the village to go see Jesus. See, a revelation restored her, and nothing she's been through was wasted because Jesus used it at the basis, as a basis to draw many towards himself. And he wants to do the same for us. Sometimes we become so discouraged that time has been wasted, that the pain and the hurt that we've been through is just all for nothing. But as we see in this passage of, of Scripture, that the Lord sets us up for that revelation knowledge. But it is dependent on our response. How do we respond when he wants to reveal himself to us through his word, through the ministry that we receive week in and week out? How do we respond through being obedient to the word of God? Is it just more facts that we are gathering as we go along the journey? Is it just another opportunity to say that I've attended church or that I've been to another meeting? Is it just another morning for you to read a few passages of scripture and say a prayer and off we go? I pray that in the season we engage, that we become obedient, that we submit to this living word of God that will set us up for revelation, that will take us to new and higher dimensions in Jesus that we will engage in building his kingdom. Friends, there's so much that we have access to in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And it's not dependent on him, it's dependent on us as to what we do with that. We've heard powerful teachings this year, and I pray and I really hope 
that we each take the time to just reflect through the festivities, through the fellowship today and in the days to come, to understand what God is really wanting to unlock in our lives. So these are just three of the gifts available to you through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wisdom, peace, and the knowledge that nothing that you've been through will be wasted. In Luke chapter 2 and from verse 20, it says that the shepherds returned to their flock ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified him for all they heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel had said. And this particular verse was such a blessing to me in preparing for this message, especially the portion that says they had heard and seen for themselves, that they experienced the revelation of Jesus Christ for themselves. You see, Christmas is an opportunity for the business world to, to present us with facts. It's an opportunity for the stores to tell us what happened on this day according to the interpretation. It's an opportunity for us to celebrate based on what we know but it will be significant for you if you tap into the revelation for yourself, if you experience this for yourself. It possibly won't happen in one day or just in this few minutes that we are together. It's going to take time and it's going to take obedience to his word. It's going to take the opportunities for you time and time again to fall in love with his word. It's going to be a matter of drawing close to him diligently and intentionally and with purpose to say to the Lord, as I read this word, as I digest what you are saying to me, Lord, please make this significant to me. Help me to be obedient. Help me to execute what you are saying and not just listen to the facts and come to the wrong conclusions. And so as you unwrap these gifts through the revelation of Jesus Christ, I pray that you may indeed encounter for yourself what the Lord has promised to you. I pray that you may understand in the season what God is saying to you. You can only gain understanding when you engage with the word, when you become intentional with the word of God. Revelation knowledge takes tremendous obedience. But I cannot think of another way to, to say this to you or to encourage you to do this. It is going to cost you and I. There will be a price to pay and it won't just be a once-off price. It's going to take the diligence and the effort daily to sit in his word, to pray, to listen, to work through those frustrations when you don't understand. But thank God for his grace that this is in the heart and in the mind of God and that he wants to bless us. He wants to reveal himself to us. But again, it's going to be dependent on our obedience. I just want to read from one more passage of, of Scripture and then begin to close. And uh, that is in Ephesians. Uh, I'm going to just read a few verses from chapter 1. The Apostle Paul writing. And I thought this was so beautifully encouraging uh, in, in preparing for this, and he says to them, 
to, to the church in Ephesus. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. The total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. The superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all ages finally reaches its climax. When God makes all things new, all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. And this was such a blessing to me. And again, Paul reminds us and he says, and through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desires to us. God is never surprised by what we face and he is never anxious about what he calls us into. He has made all things available to us, everything we need to tap into his kingdom, to understand the leading and the guiding of his spirit, and to exercise the wisdom that is placed on the inside of us. So this Christmas season, may you experience his wisdom, may you experience his peace, and may your testimony be a blessing to everybody that you encounter during this time. God bless you and do have a Merry Christmas. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.